All right, fans, today it's all about you. Like, where are you going to go this year to watch games and what's going to happen in the future with the stadium? I'm going to tell why it's so important for you in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. You are Locked on Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Tony Wiggins, the host of the Locked On Jaguars podcast. We're at your team every day, and we thank you for always making us your first listen. A quick reminder, we're also free to subscribe to on YouTube at the Locked On Jaguars YouTube page. And also, wherever you get your podcast, make sure you check in to make sure you don't miss an episode daily. Uh, shout out to my everydayers. What's going on with y'all? I'm glad that you uh, stopped in for another show. And to new listeners, welcome. Thank you for coming in. I have studied the Jaguars and, and been covering the Jaguars for at least 13 or 14 years through radio and podcasting. But I have been here since this team got here as an observer. So uh, I think I pretty much have a uh, my pulse on the, the team and the fan base, because today we're going to talk about things that are very, very important to the fan base, especially things that come up uh, in the media that you know determines what your experience is going to be like on game day so first segment we're going to get to is we're going to, we're going to, i was going to, i'm going to do some reverse order so i was going to talk about the schedule which we don't know definitively the exact order but people are really really trying to nail it down so we're going to talk about the schedule talk about the uh primetime games that we suspect are going to happen which games will you be attending on the road the other thing I want to talk about is the brouhaha over the proposed uh, new stadium or the renovated stadium, uh, whatever you want to call it, and how long it's going to take to build it and where the Jaguars will play in the future uh, in 24 and 25. The other thing is, and this is what I'm going to touch on, I'm, I'm going to touch on this first because I was going to push this to the back a little bit. I did a show yesterday talking about why the Jaguars are not leaving Jacksonville and why they're not going to London. And of course you always have your naysayers, but there were people, there are people, especially on the national level that still think that this team is going to leave. Right. And I mentioned something yesterday. In fact, if you see the thumbnail on YouTube from yesterday, you see, and I said, do Jacksonville look like they're moving and does Jacksonville look like they're moving? It was a picture of the owner uh, Shah Khan, along with the coach, the mayor, Lenny Curry, and a couple of other people with hard hats on with um, Miller Electric representatives and construction people. In fact, that day that picture was taken, I was actually there when they were talking about uh, the practice facility that's being built right behind uh, the uh, right behind that 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 fence covering where. It's and if you've been to Jacksonville, you know where it is. It's right, I think that's what gate gate four. It's right over that that way. And the the irony is is that we talked about that yesterday, where you got to convince people that Jacksonville's not leaving. I don't care who in the commissioner's office told you what. Uh, we talked about the fact that it's not impossible, but the likelihood that they're leaving after having so much money um, spent on the practice facility. Shot Khan 
uh, trying to get a four seasons across the street and then the stadium renovations, like the likelihood of them doing all of that stuff and then bolting up out of here in two or three years is, is crazy, right? Not, not totally out of question, but kind of totally out of the question. And now I wake up today and they're talking about the stadium being built. I guess Lenny Curry went, uh, the mayor Curry went on my, uh, my old radio station where I worked at the flagship 1010 XL and did an interview with my old crew in the middle in midday. Shout out to those guys. Um, and mentioned that if the Jaguar is going to take two years where the team would be displaced out of the stadium during renovations and, um, that, they might not play in Jacksonville in the city where well, anybody knows Jacksonville. You, you, you know why he said that. And, um, there was a whole bunch of brouhaha about it. I, I got wind that the, uh, administration for the team wasn't real happy with that because none of that has been, um, mapped out and it may have been premature. And then it may have been a need to know basis where there's like no reason to bring that up right now. Um, so whatever, right. We'll talk about that in a minute. The irony is, is that yesterday I told fans, don't worry about it. And I and I and I said it, I said it like with the fans on my shoulders, like people keep talking about they're moving. They ain't going, this team ain't going nowhere and they moving. Now the irony is you wake up today and what happens? Now they're talking about where the Jaguars are going to actually play when their stadium is being built. So the reason why I bring that up is because if you don't understand the the contradictions in those two conversations, then I don't know what to tell you. Um, national people, let, let me explain something to you. The argument that they're having now, whether they'll play at, at, at a college near here or whether they'll be able to play and stay in the city and whether or not the, the renovations will take two two years or or one year or whether it's going to be a completely new stadium or now there are people saying just build a stadium next to it in the parking lot and then tear that one down and make that one a parking lot eventually. Everybody's got all these ideas, right? I'll talk about those ideas. But the fact that those conversations are going on will tell you, national person or person that thinks that this team is going to London, those aren't going to London and moving conversations being had. They're not. Those are conversations being had, like how do we execute what we know has to happen, whether it has to be a stadium renovation or a complete overhaul or a new uh, stadium. Those are not the conversations that you have when your team is leaving to go somewhere. So I was real glad the timing, the podcasting God put it on my heart yesterday to really, really talk about this team not leaving here and not going to London and then what do we get dropped right in our lap today? A conversation that would indicate that I was absolutely right and the fans are absolutely right. And any nincompoop that wants to sit here and keep saying that this team is going to London, they'll be prime candidates to be leaving just because they play a game, a home game. They're playing two this year. Uh, one of them is another team's home game. Um, it really makes me go, see what I'm saying? Why, why would they be leaving? And then we're having these debates about where they're going to play at while their stadium is being rebuilt. Do you get and understand? It's not like they're going to be able to fix. It's not like you're buying a house. Like you go, like you got a house and you say, okay, well, I'll move out of town. Like if, if you're in the military, you get stationed somewhere else. Well, you either rent your house or make your house an Airbnb or whatever, right? To make money 
And it's that stadiums don't work like that. You really think they're going to do all of this work, put all of this money in, have the city put all of this money in, sign all of this lease, do all of this stuff and all of these renovations and go through all of that while they're planning an exit strategy to go to Europe. No. So fans, take a bow. Have a drink. So while there's this discourse two days in a row, the discourse is actually on two opposite total ends of the spectrum. And if you believe one, then that makes the other one just about untrue. So while everybody's around here up in arms, I'm sitting here like, well, I'll be dang. They just gave me a reason to point back at yesterday's podcast. The one I titled on the thumbnail, do the Jags look like moving? And I said, I got that from rest in peace takeoff when he was asked at, at an award show how did he feel being left off the song bad and bougie and he said do i look like i've been left off bad and bougie so when you see the jaguars with hard hats and talking about building stuff do they look like they're moving to you sometimes redemption comes and sometimes validation comes when you don't even need it and you didn't even expect it and i bet nobody's thought about that nobody you haven't even thought of it so we're going to skip past this i'm going to get to mayor curry's comments and the stadium and talk about all the logistics and the possibilities of what can happen when they do decide and, and the city council go ahead and approve and i know the president of city council i'll call y'all need to go ahead and approve whatever they want and go ahead and make it happen we'll talk about that in segment three i'm going to skip past it though and talk about this schedule that i think i know everything about and just in case you want to know when the schedule actually is official tonight we're going to do a show tomorrow i may record it late tonight and post it very early once we have confirmed the schedule and we'll go through it game by game but right now we're going to go we know who they play and we're going to go through it um we're going to go through i'm going to use made by tim's tweet and i trust tim he, he's never really been wrong. He says he thinks he has like 13 out of the 18 games and he's connected. So I'm going to use that as the example because uh, I'm not using my own here and uh, I haven't been doing that all day, but we're going to get into that in just a second here on Lockdown Jaguar. So it's all about you. It's all about the fans, all about how you're going to enjoy the game, all about you uh, peacocking right now, taking a victory lap because all of this talk that sometimes you get tired of, if you listen close enough, it actually validates your points and it tells you exactly what you need to know so we're going to discuss that and then get into the details of the schedule we'll do all of that in just a second here on locked on jaguars i have to tell you about today's sponsors though and that is built built as in built bar and built puffs man if you're looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and calories then you need the best tasting protein bar ever and that's built you got to try it if you're like me you want to have healthier snack choices, but as a diabetic, I can't do the sugar. But you don't want to compromise on taste. And I love chocolate. So that means I have to find something. I don't even have to found me. Built Bar is covered with 100% real dark chocolate. And it absolutely tastes delicious with all of the great flavors, churro, peanut butter, brownie, and cookies and cream. Man, I used to send you guys to built.com to order them. I still want you to go there to take a look and learn more about products and anything that's coming out new. But you can go to your local Walmart or Sam's Club and you can get your specialty flavors there. 
or you can go to built.com and get the ones that you really, really want. So let's go to Walmart today. There's a four bar box back over by the, um, the pharmacy. If you go to Sam's, you can get 13 bars in a box. That's right. And you will absolutely love because they have the brownie batter puff and the churro puff. You can thank me later. Make sure you check them out at built.com. Running through it here, talking about victory lap. Y'all raise your hands, man, because sometimes when people keep talking about you, um, the truth lies in between there somewhere in those details. You're getting tired of people talking about the Jaguars are moving to London. Well, bring up something else that makes you tired. The story and the going back and forth about what stadium, where, where they're going to play at and what's the, one of the guys is running for the mayor. Daniel Davis said it's a non-starter if the Jaguars can't play in Jacksonville for two years. Uh, I, I wouldn't use the word non-starter when it comes to anything involving the Jaguars because that, to me, closes communication. But we're going to talk about that in segment number three. Let's talk about the schedule that at 8 o'clock tonight, it will be official right now. this is We know who the Jaguars' opponents are for next year. Everybody that's in the division, that's the Colts, the Titans, and the Texans. That's six games, right? So the other seven games, we knew who they were by the formula that the Jaguars were, uh, were you know, up underneath because of where they finished last year. They played the AFC South. So the six games against the AFC South, of course, and they played the NFC South. If you look at that on schedule, that is 10 very winnable games. I'm not saying they're going to win all 10 because this is the National Football League, but you're talking about the Panthers with a rookie quarterback. You're talking about the Saints with Derek Carr that doesn't scare anybody. Shout out to Ross Jackson that locked on Saints. Um, and Ross loves Derek Carr, by the way. We talk about the Falcons with a second-year quarterback in, in, in Desmond Ritter. You're talking about the Bucks that either have Kyle Trask or Baker Mayfield. In fact, I'm gonna go on a limb and say the Jaguars probably gonna win all four of those games, barring any um, any anything happening that we don't mention on this show. Uh, but that's where guys end up on a cart and end up on an injury report. So, uh, barring anything like that, especially Trevor Lawrence, I think they should win them all. When you look at the AFC South, I think they at a minimum go five and one. That's nine games, right? That's nine wins. It's nine and one. So let's look at the rest of them. The Chiefs at home, uh, the Bills on the road, the Steelers on the road, the Browns on the road. That's at least two wins in my opinion. None of them are easy. It's the NFL. The 49ers at home, the Ravens at home, and the Bengals at home. So according to this preliminary schedule that I'm looking at, the Bengals, 49ers, and Ravens are three straight weeks. To me, that's going to be uh, the meat of the schedule that tells you a lot about this football team, right? Because those are three tough games, in my opinion. Um, the opening stretch, uh, according to this, and I'm using, like I said, something that my man made by Tim put up, um, but I trust him. I did this before with him, and he was spot on. So we're going Coates opening on the road, home against the Chiefs, home against the Texans. They lost against the Texans last year at home. And then home against the Falcons. 
according to this schedule preliminarily the first i don't know which games are nationally televised or not but the ones that i do know the ones that are rumored to be on thursday night football or monday night football or sunday night football so they got three of those national games this year on the road on thursday night against new orleans should i go that's a question should i put in a request for credentials and take my butt to the big easy and hang out with ross jackson the bengals on monday night football apparently on week in week 13 are here got a short turnaround they got to play 49ers that sunday and then they got another quick turnaround and the ravens on sunday night here about a week before christmas so it appears that based on this if this is correct and once again tim says he's sure and confident through his sources that 13 of the 18 are correct I think the Jaguars have a very, very good chance to have a very good year based on this schedule. If the Jags are in a position where they need to win games in the last three weeks to either secure the division, I don't think that's going to be a problem, or to align themselves in a proper position to host a playoff game maybe even try to get a buy you know depends on how the season goes they'll be in a good spot to do that the last three weeks of the season two of those games are on the road but they play the bucks the panthers at home in the uh regular season home finale and they're on the road last week of the season against the titans they they played the titans here in jacksonville on the last game of the year this year but we'll see how that works out it looks like a winnable schedule. If there are games on the road that I will probably put in based on the date, I don't think Christmas Eve is going to be a, a winner for me. Uh, it'll be the first Christmas I have with my new grandson, so I doubt if I head to Tampa. I'm not going to Nashville in January. Um, maybe New Orleans. If it's true, it's a Thursday night game, week 11. Because I could fly up that day and then turn around and catch a flight early in the morning and come back home. So I'd only have to be there one night, right? Fly in Thursday, check in on the hotel, check out, go to the game, come back to the room, boom, go back and, and come on home. So, yeah, New Orleans may be the game that I go on the road. Shout out again to Ross Jackson. Um, I don't want to go to Drago's anyway. Is it Drago's or Drago's and eat some of those? Those oysters, they they grill up real good. Um, I'm not going to Buffalo. I don't care when they play them. Can I? Would I go to Pittsburgh in Week Eight, October 29th? Might take. Might go to Pittsburgh, and there's a very real possibility that in Week One, I'm going to Indy. I will. I'll, I'll probably go to Indy Week One, so I, I may go to the opener in Indy. And have a blast up there with my guys from Locked On Coach. So there you go. That's the schedule this year. Speaking of week 17, according to this list that is not official yet, the Panthers will be the last game that this team will play in the stadium as they know it. And then the renovations will undoubtedly start 
on the new stadium the following year. We got to figure out where the Jaguars are going to play. We're going to talk about all of that right here on Locked on Jaguars in just a second. All right, here we go. Discussed the back and forth the last two days about whether or not the Jaguars are going to move and the fact that people are now fussing about where they're going to play while the new stadium that indicates that they're not going to move while that stadium is being built. What are they going to do? How long it takes? Is it going to be a year? Is it going to be two years? How are they going to play a dog track? What, where are they going to play? You know what I'm saying? So we talked about all of that. We talked about the uh, unofficial preliminary uh, stadium where the fans can go out and enjoy games that we might go to and how that might shape up if the the graphic made by uh, uh, that was put up by made by Tim, if it's real but I trust him. Really, I do. Now we got to get into this, the specifics of building the stadium. The Jaguars need a new stadium. Somebody hit me, but Westside Chris, what's up? Westside Chris asked me yesterday, do they really need a, why do they need a new stadium? I was, I just hit him bit with the, are you serious? They do. You don't want to get left behind. It, all you got to do is visit other cities. And if you're really going to be a revenue machine and you're going to play, at the level we might disagree with it but we can sit up and and take that stance and and really advocate for money being spent somewhere else uh, and lose your football team or you want to keep up with the times and stay ahead of the curve a little bit tia bank field isn't the worst stadium in the world but it ain't the best either uh it's one of the oldest if not the oldest in the league other than buffalo and um it, they need to keep up yeah they need to keep up it's not like i say it's not a dump there was rumors that there was a whole bunch of rats in the locker room last year so um even if something is new you might get rats and i know people are like what are you talking about rat rat doesn't come from old and new rat comes from something being dirty or fit. rats go rats will do rats gonna show up where there's food and trust me, there's a bunch of food under the seats and they clean it up and all of that. Rats are just going to show up, man. It's outside. You know, we can't walk into the stadium, but ain't nothing stopping from a rat from going into the stadium. They, they can squeeze between that little gate and, and that's what they do. Rats do rat things. So that was just bad PR, but they need new digs. It needs to, it's functional, functional digs. Other people talk when you go, I've been to Philly. I've been in that press box. There's like several elevators, big heavy duty elevators. When you go into the press box here, there's one elevator. Well, there's two, but there's only one that most of us have access to. And it might hold 10 people. Eight if you're big people like me. And you got to wait. And then at halftime, you can't get on that elevator because the elevator's closed to press and people just going up and down because the coaches and they yell coaches coaches coach they yell they come running out and they run down the hallway to get on the elevator and then they they don't allow anybody to get on it because they're worried about when the coaches are going to come back coaches 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 and then they close it down for you to, at the end of the game as well so they they need to have some stuff updated to the point where it can function without those two entities bumping into each other the heat is a problem, but, you know, the heat has been a part of outdoor football in the South forever. And we can get all political all we want to and argue about global warming or whatever, or if it's getting hotter and hotter and hotter. But look, I've been some of those games, man. 
fortunately for me, I sit in a press box. I will not ever complain. And I thank the Jaguars for, for me having that access with that credential. But it's been so hot. Sometimes I sit right on the window. I've been hot in the press box, not sweating, not uncomfortable. I've either been hot or real cold there. I have seen fans looking like they were about to pass out. My wife has called me and is like, we're leaving. It's like it's three minutes left to go in the first quarter. It's like, dude, we can't take it. They got to do something about the heat, man. I don't know if we've just grown. Like we didn't have, I didn't have AC when I was a kid until I was 11. Right. So you couldn't, I never, I wasn't never hot, but this is different now. So we're accustomed to being comfortable all the time. Guys, you, you're drinking and, and I know that cold brew and that cold beverage feels good when it's going down. But once you get that, that, that alcohol in your system and that sun start beating you across your forehead, it doesn't feel good. And you don't want to be in all these areas and the seats are all empty and you're not enjoying the game. So I think they, whatever they're going to do, they're going to shade it or maybe cover it, make it retractable, whatever they're going to do, but it's going to help the game day experience. One time they ran out of water. You all remember that game? I don't know who, what, what game it was. It may have been the Chiefs, but it was a game that was so hot. They were running out of water, and then it was also getting the, you know what, beat on the field. So it's like a double whammy, right? And your boy almost fainted one year. I, I remember coming down the turnstile, and I felt fine. I said, let me stop for a minute. And somebody caught me because I started doing that, you know, that it looked like I was body waving or whatever. But, yeah, I was about to go. Somebody stopped me and poured water on my face, and I tried to look cool and all of that. But, hey, look, man, something has to be done. So if they do something to the stadium, looking at it logistically, the only way that they'll be able to build a stadium in that complex while the Jaguars are still playing in the old one for a year and a half, two years, whatever, and build them simultaneously, we've seen other cities do it, I can't even think of who it is, but I know I think that's what Buffalo's doing. But they're going to have them side by side, and then all of a sudden the old one will come down, and then they'll move into the new one. And then you turn the old one into a parking lot. So maybe just reverse, maybe flip it, where the stadium is here right now and the parking lot is here. We'll build another stadium where this parking lot is and then tear this one down, and you flip-flop. Now, logistically, does it make a lot of sense? to ride past the stadium and to go park if you're coming from downtown or if you're coming uh, from the west side or anywhere. Like the only people that will be able to go right to the parking lot are those folks that come from like the south side or across the Matthews Bridge and the Arlington direction. So they'll probably fix that thing up to the point where they change all of those streets and all of those roads, and it could possibly be done. Could it possibly be not downtown? I don't think that's feasible in what they want. I think they want the stadium downtown. So uh, there's a chance that the stadium might not be in that location. But whatever they do, there's not really another venue in Jacksonville, I believe, a permanent venue anyway, where they can, if you don't do that alternative, there's not a real venue in Jacksonville, in my opinion, where you're going to get 40 I mean, you're going to sacrifice some some season ticket holders. You're like, there, there's definitely no place in this city where you're going to get 58 to 65,000 people. That's just not going to happen. There's nothing here like that. And even if you made a temporary venue, some people are talking about Uni- uh, University of North Florida. Some people are talking about uh, Jacksonville University. 
I don't know in Jacksonville where you could build something up where 35,000 people will come and watch a football game every week. I just don't. And, and if I'm wrong, somebody can put it in the comments or either hit me up at Shop Talking Wig on Twitter and tell me. I just don't. So with the with a mayoral candidate saying that two years of not playing in Jacksonville is a non-starter, what are the alternatives other than building a stadium if they're going to use the exact site now, what are the alternatives? Can you play? Can you play there while they're doing it? Uh, maybe and put half the side. The only thing I can imagine is you, you, you'd have 30,000 people at a game every single week while the other side of the stadium is being renovated. If, if that's not uh, some sort of safety hazard, right? And then maybe when you get that side done, you flip it and you do the other side. I, I don't know. I, I don't know exactly how it would actually actually work if you did that. But I do know there's always Orlando where the Citrus Bowl is, where the old Citrus Bowl is. I don't know what they call it now. I think it's called Camping World or something like that, where they have the Florida State and LSU are playing there, right? And that's not a bad commute from here. Unless it's bike week. It's terrible. But – you could get down there. Do they split it between Orlando, Gainesville, and Tallahassee? That's University of Florida and FSU. So you're talking the longest ride of, of that would be going to Tallahassee. And it is absolutely the worst ride on a highway you're ever going to see when you're going down I-10 west. Um, there's absolutely – the worst part about that would be the drive over there. But the University of Florida, roughly an hour and 15 minutes, you just got to slow down when you're going through some of those little small towns. Traffic would be atrocious, but they're used to that because I think 40,000 people leave Jacksonville every week to go watch Florida Gators play football. The easiest one would be Orlando. That, that would be the easiest one to try to make it happen. We'll see. But the bottom line is they're building a new stadium or they're going to renovate the one that they have which means that's less likely to mean that the team is going to be going somewhere else so people can stop that foolishness. And the other thing is you're going to have a football team here. How they figure it out and how they do it, and you're going to have a stadium that's going to keep you cool for long term and they're trying to get ahead of it, and I love it. People just misspoke a little bit, probably brought something up that – Mayor Curry probably brought something up that people didn't want him to bring up because – it's just it started a whole bunch of negative and uh, started a whole bunch of conversations that um, have made everybody too damn smart around here to try to figure stuff out. And folks are just arguing for no reason. I'm not arguing. I'm rejoicing because I know what it means for Jacksonville. And that means it just confirms what I already thought, that anybody who thinks that they're moving to uh, London is an idiot. That's what I feel. All right. So tomorrow, we're going to really, really take a look at the actual schedule after it's released tonight, and we'll talk about games you want to attend as fans. We'll do that. But first, I need you guys to take care of each other, and I want to thank you for joining me here today on the Locked on Jaguars podcast. Make sure you come back tomorrow. Take care of each other, and we'll see you next time.